Hi, this is Dr. Meg Hayworth, holistic psychologist and nutrition strategist, and you're listening to Get Well Soon podcast series, the show that explores how to heal yourself with food and the power of the mind. Hi, everybody. It's Dr. Meg Hayworth here, helping women who have been sexually, physically, or emotionally abused as children and now have a chronic illness to get well with my holistic wellness programs, Get Well Now and 21 Days to Healthy Eating. So to get your ACE quiz and your free copy of my free ebook, 10 Steps to Overcoming the Effects of Victimization, go to meghayworth.com and download them along with my free anti-inflammatory recipe book that I created for my celebrity chef days. Um, also, please share this podcast with as many people as you think may benefit. And today's podcast I'm really excited about because it's something that's not really talked about much or I think a lot of people kind of say this this isn't real, um, <laughs> but it really is. And I have some of my own stories that we'll weave in here at some point or another. But um, uh, anyway, I'm excited about this one. Um, so check out um, my library of podcasts and um, with some of the top minds in wellness on the planet today, um, including my guest today, which is uh, Nicholas Pinot. Uh, he's a health journalist who has published more than 1,500 online articles through a daily newsletter called Nick and Jen's Healthy Life. I mean, maybe aware of it already. Um, in 2017, he authored the non-tinfoil guide to EMF. It's an unconventional book which combines common sense and humor to tackle the very serious topic of electromagnetic pollution and its effects on human health. You may learn more about Nick's work at nontinfoilemf.com. And he just told me that the book just came out. Um, and you can find that at emfbook.com. So welcome to the show, Nicholas. Thank you, Meg. Uh, I'm very, very glad and honored to be here. Oh, thank you. I, I'm honored to have you. I, I actually waited months to be able to talk to you because you've been so busy with spreading the word of everything that you've been studying and um, uh, and learning about. And I'm sure you've got a collection of a ton of stories. But let's start with what is EMF? <laughs> Sure. Well, EMF, uh, it's, that's a good question. We got to start with the, the first understanding. And I'm so deep into the topic that a lot of people stop me after 15 minutes of conversation and they're like, Nick, but what's an EMF? And then I realize I'm a little bit too deep. So let's go by the basics. Uh, so EMF stands for electromagnetic field. And we can just talk about it's a type of radiation, low-level radiation that is emitted mm -hmm. by electronics, like a cell phone, like a, a tablet, or even a Wi-Fi router, right? So I'm talking about the wireless radiation that uh, it does exist. Let's face mm -hmm. it, there's a reason that your cell phone can connect wirelessly. There's a signal between your cell phone and, let's say, a cell phone tower. But yeah. we don't see it, and most of, us, most of us cannot feel it. We cannot smell it. So it's a, let's, let's call it a type of electropollution in the environment that we cannot see and we have a hard time okay. quantifying and my work was looking at mm -hmm. these fields and saying and, and trying to find the truth about is it affecting our health or is it not mm, okay all right and you have found well I have found that 
the way that we use these devices very close to our bodies mm-hmm. um, don't serve us very well. And a lot of people experience health symptoms that maybe they think is due to diet or maybe stress and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, but in fact, it might be their cell phone. So let me give you an example okay. that uh, is even applicable to me uh, is when I put my cell phone next to my bedside and I keep it open. Well, uh-huh. most people don't know that, but even if you don't touch your cell phone and you're not uh, Instagramming or Facebooking or doing anything on your cell phone, it is still emitting a signal to the tower. So these are EMFs that are pulsing mm-hmm. towards your head because it's maybe one foot, two feet mm-hmm. from your head. And okay. this is very disruptive to your sleep quality. So a lot okay. of people, what I tell them to do is simply to hit airplane mode, which yeah. removes the signals at night, and they instantly feel better. So this shows yeah. you that EMFs will prevent you from having your 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 very deep sleep and we know that deep sleep is so important to recovering from chronic illness mm-hmm, but absolutely. also to just staying uh, happy staying positive not having food cravings having a normal appetite and so mm-hmm. many aspects of human health are related to good sleep so this is just one of the reasons that um, this technology can can hurt us so to speak or, or reduce yeah. our our overall health yeah so okay so uh, what are some of the symptoms that you have uh, found in your research that might be an indication you said poor sleep is there are there other things that might be an sure indication? Uh, there are a lot of symptoms there there's one study in particular that looked at um, it was if I recall correctly it was in Brazil and mm-hmm. people were living uh, close by to a large cell phone tower a major cell phone tower in the countryside and um, researchers looked at uh, the closer they got to the cell phone tower or they lived to the cell phone tower the more symptoms they experienced so mm-hmm. there was a causation and it, it was increasing the closer they lived to the tower they got exposed to more, more electro smog so to speak and the main symptoms that people experienced, the number one was fatigue, um, mm-hmm. so being more fatigued or having yeah. a hard time, never feeling uh, energized like you used to, or maybe not as energetic as when you go camping and you get out mm-hmm. of this electrosmog. Then the same can be said in, in large cities these days. So uh, you might be in, in downtown LA, for example, for a okay. couple of days, or maybe you live there, and mm-hmm. suddenly you find yourself in a calmer place, no electrosmog, maybe in a countryside for a camping trip yeah. and you feel oh my god my energy is incredible and of course yeah. uh, I'm not saying EMS is the only reason you were fatigued in the first place there's yeah. um, uh, I don't know you're taking a car you're you're straight you're stressed out of your mind because it's mm-hmm. a I don't know a 12, 12 lane highway they have in LA or something yeah. it's, it's a yeah, stressful it's environment Let's face it, there's, there's air pollution there's uh-huh. lack of uh, uh, grounding walking barefoot on the grass and whatnot yeah. so there's a lot of factors but electrosmog is one of them so fatigue is not one. The number two I already mm-hmm. mentioned, okay. it's poor sleep and insomnia. So some okay. people I've even reported that just doing this one step, removing the cell phone from the bedroom mm-hmm. and their insomnia, they thought it was insomnia. Well, it was cell phone exposure in reality yeah. because it turns out their sleep is now great. So okay. um, 
you, you got to put two and two together eventually yeah. if the symptoms are closely related to this object and some people are especially sensitive to it. So for some people, mm -hmm. they might follow my advice and say, Nick, I didn't feel a difference. I don't sleep any better with or without a cell phone. And that's fine. But for uh, mm -hmm. at least a third of all adults, according to research by uh, Dr. Wow. Magda Havis, she's from Trent University in Toronto, mm -hmm. uh, these adults are electrosensitive and and get symptoms very easily and the number three mm -hmm. uh, symptom was uh, brain fog and difficulty concentrating so that's okay. another that I personally experience when uh, let's say I spend too much time in a, in a coffee shop uh -huh. uh, and I, I I'm on my computer with Wi-Fi obviously I don't I don't even know if there's one coffee shop that has a wire Ethernet connection it's, it's uh -huh. so old school right, the, right. everything is Wi-Fi and exactly. I feel eventually that I have a trouble concentrating and I just feel off there's something off in the environment and when I mm -hmm. go outside I take a walk and I, I'm far from my computer because this is okay. a big source of EMS I just feel clear again I'm like what happened uh, yeah. this is something that a lot of people that um, are more susceptible to EMF mm -hmm. symptoms will experience as well okay and you just named some symptoms that are really common in my community so because we're looking at people with autoimmune diseases I myself had an autoimmune and fibromyalgia um, chronic fatigue syndrome, all of that. And uh, this actually, what you were just talking about plays into a story that happened to me. And I uh, had uh, I had a horrible fatigue spell, like I could barely get up. And I'm going up and down the stairs to get to my apartment was just so difficult. It was like walking through quicksand. And uh, it was about a month and a half or so. I went to, I was seeing an oriental medical doctor, um, and he said, um, he's like, he said, Did you, do you have anything plugged in next to your head, or do you have your cell phone? I'm like, no, no cell phone, I put in airplane mode. I already knew that that wasn't a good thing to do. And then, um, and, he, and I suddenly went, oh my gosh, I switched my bed from one side of the room to the other, and then my Wi-Fi was like right by my head every night. Mm. Yeah. And it was draining me. And he said, and I don't know what you found in your research, that that it it actually can drain the central nervous system or scramble the the energy field or something like that. I don't even I don't even know. Um, but it, it was something that made a lot of sense to me. But what happened was I turned off the Wi-Fi and my strength started coming back. So I just yes. turned the Wi-Fi off every single night. So the way I put it is, uh, let's say someone who has uh, Crohn's disease or celiac mm -hmm. disease, right? And mm -hmm. they're uh, very severely allergic to, let's take it, let's say gluten. Yeah. Uh, they they have to stop eating gluten for several weeks, up to several years in certain cases, until yeah. they heal their body and kind of calm the fire down, right? The inflammation yeah, down. Exactly. Uh, and it's the same thing with these signals. So the problem wow. is that we're seeing these days an increase every single year more, more and more people are reporting the same thing that you just told me about mm -hmm. um, Dr. Meg uh, which is you feel direct symptoms from one source and and most most of the time people are fine but after a couple of years now it's been how many years we've been exposed to Wi-Fi maybe 10 years for most people maybe 15 mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. that were really high-tech it's not a lot of years but eventually you can develop this type of reaction and allergy and the way it works it's very simple uh, everything in our body has an electrical component where sure. an electric and biological 
well-being at the same time. So, for example, the nervous system, well, mm -hmm. it's impulses of electricity that give yeah. your nervous system its, its communication and its strength. Your heart is electrical. Uh, your mm -hmm. brain has brain waves. These are electromagnetic fields and even the bacteria in your gut and we know the, the link between uh, um, bacterial uh, overgrowth or problems and gut dysbiosis and autoimmune disease well bacteria communicate via little uh, sparks of electricity and this is very recent research from the last uh, couple of years so what these EMFs do is that essentially, even if the cell phone signal, let's take it the, let's talk the the Wi-Fi uh, router that was disrupting your sleep, uh, it is confusing every cell in your body to some extent. So it's hard to tell. That this is why we can experience such a vast array of symptoms from EMF exposure. Is that depending on where you put the cell phone or where you put the signal, you'll experience different things. So for certain people, it can be very, very um, localized. For example, I've, I've heard many reports of uh, uh, cardiac experts and doctors that mm -hmm. see their patients and they have uh, heart arrhythmia. It turns oh. out that it, they all always put their cell phone in their shirt pocket right on their heart but the heart is electrical so uh, EMFs are electrical too there's an electrical and a magnetic component it is disrupting the heart and the heart is confused about oh what are you what are you sending me what kind of information is that is that a cat picture is that a Facebook feed I mean it, yeah. it, it is nonsense for your biology these signals shouldn't mm -hmm. be there um, so this is really why it can affect every single part of your body and just be an overall stress so this is why I like the term electrosmog it just make it make, makes people understand I think that yeah. uh, it's just pollution in the air so to speak you know and, right. and the less you, you're exposed to the better usually your health will be okay now there's also um, energy from those giant transmission lines you know the big yeah. electrical yeah, the high lines, voltage power lines, the high yeah. voltage power lines. Now those um, I've been told for many years, especially since I have a history of chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia, um, to never live near those. Um, now, is the electrical uh, waves from that are they different types of waves than what we're dealing with with cell waves? And... Uh, they are different. So okay. the, the cell phone signals are in a range that's called uh, microwave radiation, or also called radio frequency. And microwave, mm -hmm. it does sound like a microwave oven, and there's mm -hmm. good reason behind that. It's the same frequency as your microwave oven, but ah, with a power that's way less, obviously, because uh, you, you would be cooking your head with a phone, which, which is not the case. So, so Rest assured, it's not like we're, we're boiling or something. It's just that it's the same frequency. But these frequencies, the, the microwave ones, are uh -huh. not found in nature in, in almost any way. So the levels that are just ambient electrosmog levels in a city okay. uh, are pretty much one quadrillion times higher than in mother nature. So that's wow. this is something, it's something brand new for your body. When it comes to these high voltage power lines, these are magnetic fields that are a little bit different. And magnetic fields, let's, let's say if you had uh, uh, the circuit breaker panel mm -hmm. right next to your bedside, that would be a problem because everything that has a lot of electricity in it emits a strong magnetic field mm -hmm. that is static. So it means that uh, let's picture the power line, it's there and right around it, there are circles of waves right that okay. that is just one large um, uh, magnetic field that drop offs when 
then you create distance. So researchers okay. that have looked at magnetic fields actually found pretty concerning uh, findings towards Alzheimer's disease. And the closer people live to these uh, high voltage power lines, uh, the more risk they had um, to to suffer from dementia or Alzheimer's. For example, in wow. this one study. Uh, that I'm looking at from my book, uh, mm-hmm. when you're exposed one year, they found an increase in Alzheimer's risk of 24%, but over 10 years, wow. there was 100%, a doubling of the risk of Alzheimer's. So it's not oh causation. My it is, yeah, it is shocking for sure. It's not, I mean, I gotta say, it's not causation. It doesn't mean it directly causes Alzheimer's. What right. I think personally is mm-hmm. that, uh, let's say you suffer from Alzheimer's, and these people, by the way, not to make people run in fear, these are people who lived really close to power lines. So I'm talking Mm -hmm. less than 150 feet. So it means it's pretty much in your backyard. So if it's not in your case, it does not mean you'll get Alzheimer's or or that it's a problem for you. But it's just something to keep in mind uh, that this has been shown in research. And what I think is happening is that um, if your brain is slowly degrading and you cannot mm-hmm. sleep at night because you live in the vicinity of these high voltage power lines and you're you're essentially getting EMF, even if you close, uh, you, you turn off the Wi-Fi router, right? And you put right. your phone on airplane mm-hmm. mode. But then mm-hmm. the ambient level, you're living in this field 24-7. So you're living in a super stressful environment and you don't mm-hmm. know what's happening with you. It's pretty much like wow. as if you, you were choosing to live in uh, black smoke in, let's say, Beijing downtown with yeah. a smog, right? <gasps> right. You, like, would you think that you can recover from Alzheimer's or maybe improve, detox your yep. brain properly if you're in black smoke. Of course not. It's just that yeah. in the case of EMS, we don't see it. So it's very counterintuitive. Yes, we don't see it. And the majority of us do not know about Yes, and that, that's another and thing. And I, I must add something very important. And this mm-hmm. is not to uh, discredit the work of doctors and practitioners, uh, but I, I have just have realized throughout my research that even doctors that are um, that have been in in the field for so many years mm-hmm. they they haven't realize the impact that EMFs can have on their patients, most of them. Well, you did because you're having me now and you know the topic uh-huh. is so important, but a yeah. lot of them haven't realized that. So maybe their patient will uh, suffer from insomnia and they will mm. say, well, I don't know what's wrong with you. Let's put you on a melatonin supplement. Uh, uh-huh. But maybe it's their cell phone that is right under their pillow. And um, yeah. sometimes we got to put two and two together. For example, 75% of teens Uh, that are around the age of 12 and 16, uh, put their cell phone underneath their pillow while they sleep. And that's in the U.S. And then you have 50% of them, 50% of all teens report having insomnia symptoms in the U.S. It is kind of ridiculous or kind of ludicrous to me when I hear Mm -hmm. these stats. I'm like, well, it's not necessarily just cell phones, but it's definitely part of it. Yeah, yeah, wow. And it's you know it's coming off so many different places and it's everywhere. Everybody's right, right. got a cell phone now. Um, is there a difference in the um, the EMFs coming off of computers? 
Uh, it is very similar. So in the case of computers, the good thing is that we won't initially put it put it uh, next to our heads. That would be kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> so you, you don't blast your head with EMS because it's really a matter of distance. So let's oh, okay. say you're, um, you're right next to your head with a cell phone. This is, let's say, 100% radiation. Well, if you create just one foot of distance and maybe speak on speakerphone or through, uh, I don't know, earbuds like I'm doing right now for this interview, you reduce yeah. the risk by a solid 80%. So it oh, drops wow. off very quickly. Uh, so the same thing it can be said with a computer. So if I have my laptop and let's say I'm working, right, and I'm having the laptop rest on my on my lap, mm-hmm. it's actually very counterintuitive, but this is definitely the place you should not use your laptop because okay. it's emitting these EMFs towards your reproductive organs, but also towards your gut. And what is, what is uh, doing to your gut microbiome, we actually don't know a lot, but there are a couple uh-huh. studies, for example, that show that certain bacteria in your gut can become antibiotic resistant when they're exposed to the signal. Wow. And even uh, certain <laughs> certain candida strain, for example, become stronger when exposed to EMFs, as if the, uh. the candida receives the signal and feels threatened and then evolves into something more dangerous for your body. And I'm not saying this is always wow. happening, but there are some studies showing that. So it's concerning mm-hmm. enough for me to say, well, maybe we should not use a laptop towards your lap. And if yeah. you're a man is, uh, looking to conceive or even looking to just have normal hormones, there are mm-hmm. literally uh, 201 studies that I've looked at um, while writing my book that have looked uh, at what effects EMFs do on the male sperm count and motility okay. and all, all sorts of mm-hmm. different factors that um, encompass your fertility r- rate right. as a man. And it turns out that every single one of these studies have showed that EMFs will be disruptive to your sperm count. And for example, in one study, um, they took wow. men, I think it was a small sample, something like 30 men, and mm-hmm. they made them work on a, on a laptop on their lap connected via Wi-Fi for Uh just four hours, and they saw Uh their sperm count and motility reduced by 25%. Oh in just gosh. four That's hours, significant. it is it is horrible. So it it, it makes me think. Wow. Well, if you want to have babies, uh, men and mm-hmm. women alike, not having a cell uh, um, a laptop on your lap or even a cell phone in your front pocket is actually one of the best thing you can mm-hmm. do in this day and age to have normal fertility. Wow. Uh, that which is co- completely crazy because let's face it, no one has warned us, no one has yeah. told us this information. Right, and there's so many things that affect fertility, but this is kind yes. of not something that you would even think about, you know? Well, exactly. It's it's one of these hidden factors, and I think the main reason that is is that, uh, like we talked about, it's invisible, and it right. it also sounds a little bit crazy, to be perfectly honest. My, the title mm-hmm. of my book is The Non-Tinfoil Guide to EMF. And you know, there's a strong reason I decided, and even the, the subtitle is How to Fix Our Stupid Use of Technology. I went uh, with something very bold and very, I, I tried to be funny about it because let's yeah. face it, it is, it sounds kind of crazy. And I yeah. think it sounds crazy because we're like, well, if this device exists, it mm-hmm. probably means that it's safe. 
right? It's pretty much the, the way we think <laughs> yeah. about things. Uh, yeah, uh, un- we think that about uh, food, right? too, and, well, <laughs> it's not the truth. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is not. And, and, and one statistic that uh, I tell the average person on the street, mm-hmm. and they, they instantly jump, is uh, the last time our safety standards for EMF radiation were updated in the U.S., or even in Canada, for that matter, it is in 1996. So we're almost we're so many years far from these the, the last update that it simply doesn't make sense. Uh, the way the cell phones are tested are not the way we use them. We use them 24-7. They're tested for six minutes, right? So it, it's just oh these safety standards don't have time to catch up with all the amazing technology that, that we, right. we now have our hands on. And I'm not saying you should never use your cell phone, but definitely use it as a, as a distance. And then if you're to carry it around, well, mm-hmm. Do not put it right next to your body or hit airplane mode. So in in your in your bag is way better than in your bra, yeah. right? Or in yeah. your in your pocket on airplane mode is way better than just in your pocket as a man all day. Or even mm-hmm. a belt holster will barely create any distance. And then you wonder why you don't feel like you have a testosterone, or you don't yeah. feel like, you, or maybe you're trying to conceive, or just trying to mm-hmm. uh, to stay uh, healthy as you age. Uh, these yeah. things will matter a lot. Wow. Well, there's also the connection too that I've read about and um, you know, seen studies on that. If you put your cell phone in your bra, for instance, that the likelihood of developing breast cancer, I don't know what the stats are exactly, like the percentages, but that it's, that's another warning, you know. And do you run across that connection between cancer and EMF? Um, I did. I did. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's one researcher in particular that is looking at this link. He's called John West from uh, California. I cannot remember which university, but he looked at several cases of women who happened to have a very weird type of of breast cancer. Usually breast cancer will develop in a certain quadrant, in a certain region of the breast, and this is for a large, large percentage of all breast cancer. But in the case of these women, they not only had multiple multiple tumors in a very weird spot of their breasts, which I think might be the lower quadrant because you put it right in between your breasts. Uh, mm-hmm. Something like that. I cannot. Don't quote me on that. But uh, the what you need to understand is that he found very unusual tumors exactly at the spot where women reported putting their cell phone 24/7 for years. So y- you got to put. I mean, it's a strong causation. So basically, he thinks that these women got breast cancer because of their phones. Now, in the community, in the medical community, some people will argue, well, that's nonsense. Maybe it's, a, it's just coincidental. Okay, fine. But when you look at other studies about what it's doing to your sperm count and what it's mm-hmm. doing when it's not next to your head, what it's doing when you're exposed in the air, just electrosmog, and all the yeah. things we talked so far about, well, I don't think it's a good idea to just keep it in your breast. And then other things mm-hmm. that I see, like, oh, my God, and this one, a lot of women who are not going to like me if they purchase one of them, but these breast cancer detecting Bluetooth bras, 
it's 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 kind of what you don't want to have if you, if you want to avoid breast cancer, right? I because, haven't even heard of this technology. What are you talking well, about? <laughs> well, it, it is. I, I don't know if it's out yet. I read about that, and then I, oh I completely uh, almost I was laughing in my office, and my my wife and partner Jen, she went over to see like, yeah. what are you laughing about? I'm like, this is so bad. People are putting Bluetooth signals. So the Bluetooth I didn't talk about, but it is essentially a small cell phone. It yeah. is the the same kind of disrupting signal that is emitted right on your breast as you're wearing this bra and the goal of this signal is to tell you if you have cancer or not but technically it could increase your risks of having cancer in the first place so my advice mammograms can from the radiation (laughs) same idea yes yeah so it's just and then too i mean this is a segue a little bit here but I just have to say this about breast cancer is that um, they're now saying that, you know, all of us have cancer cells in our body mm-hmm. and that some of us may form small tumors that come and go, come and go, <laughs> you know, and a lot of that has to do with your exposures to the food you're eating to, you know, now we're learning more about EMFs today and how those could potentially be affecting you. Um Wow, <laughs> it's just this is very enlightening. Um, it's you know I knew you would have a lot of great information that went much deeper than the small bits and pieces that have gotten along the way of life. But um, oh, another arena I wanted to talk to you about um, that one of my doctors mentioned to me that if you have chronic fatigue syndrome, um, that uh, riding around in uh, electric cars is not a great idea. That that some people feel, and I've had people tell me that they feel drained after they've been in an electric car or even the, the hybrid electrics. Um, what do you know about that? Yes, well, it's a it's a controversial one. And I've mm-hmm. on one podcast, I was like, hey, hello, Elon Musk. <laughs> he, he, this guy will not, will not like me, but uh, it... Tesla and, and hybrid cars and there's there's multiple brands. I'm not bashing on anyone. It's just that yeah. the levels of EMFs are uh, very elevated in those cars for mm-hmm. a lot of reasons. So first mm-hmm. you have uh, a main uh, console that sometimes has a 4G uh, Wi-Fi hotspot that any occupant in the vehicle can use. So it means that essentially you're in a big metal box and the the signal will bounce around. So you're you're essentially in a in a mini microwave oven, so to speak, where you're oh, wow. super exposed to EMS while you're on a ride, and that's just one of the EMS because you can have EMS from uh, the electrical components and like batteries, for example. And because everything is electric in, the, in this car, people sure. that are very sensitive to EMS in the first mm-hmm. place report uh, at least. Uh, a lot of them that I've heard about report mm-hmm. feeling very ill when they ride these kind of cars. I've also heard of reports of people getting more and more sensitive after they, they, they bought their electric car and now maybe they're exposed uh, on a, like a couple hours more every day as they ride in traffic. Who knows? I don't know exactly. Right. Uh, I cannot recommend you like which car is the worst and which car is the best because I don't right. have this information. Mm-hmm. But okay. just 
just understand that if you realize that you're very sensitive, for example, to just Wi-Fi, consider maybe switching car. Consider seeing, at least tracking how you feel when you ride in another car and maybe an electric car. And if you realize this is a problem for you, it's not just in your head. And this is something that I cannot stress enough. Uh, a lot mm -hmm. of people will tell you, no, there's no way your car can, can make you be sick. Well, just a 4G console that is not mm -hmm. even in electric cars, right? It's, it's in every 2017 model now for almost across all brands. Uh, oh, you wow. have this 4G hotspot that is in the main console. German uh, researchers, wow. I've, I've looked at a, I, I couldn't pick up all the words because I don't speak German, but I understood the gist of it. What they did is they uh, had a man ride a car uh, uh -huh. with the uh, Wi-Fi disabled first, and it, they looked at the man's brain waves, and they were normal, reaction time normal, uh, mental clarity, happiness, and then they opened the 4G hotspot that, that is blasting a strong signal, just like as if you're, you're, you're talking on a cell phone, pretty much. And they saw huge disruption on all, all their, um, uh, the man's brain waves that are related to concentration, and wow. awareness and basically it made him uh, a, a driver that's way more eclectic and maybe nervous and uh -huh. um, generally it was super disruptive to his mental state so that's even wow. I, I'm, I'm wondering if people are even more stressed in traffic nowadays because they have EMFs in the car on top of mm -hmm. just the traffic itself and the pollution so this is also something to consider so my advice yeah. and uh, unfortunately, it cannot be done in every model of car, but sometimes you can go in the settings in this uh, central console and turn off this Wi-Fi hotspot if you can. Oh, okay. All right. That's good that that's an option. Um, wow. <laughs> this is very enlightening. Um, um, are there other sources of EMF that we haven't talked about today? Uh, let's see. Well, a lot of people, just common electricity can be a source of EMF. So, for example, okay. um, if you have... Uh uh, if if all the electricity in your home happens to uh, to be wired by your bedside or under your bed, or it will emit a very low level of uh, a type of EMF that is called electric field. So this is why mm -hmm. um, uh, some people feel even better when they turn off the circuit breaker to the bedroom altogether, and uh, oh. it's, it's pretty much the kind of sleep you experience when there's a, a power outage in a large city. And some people actually, when I uh, I tell them that. They report, oh yeah, 22 years ago, I remember I had the best night of my life because we had a power outage for two days. And they, they recall oh, wow. having such a good night of sleep. So it's um, one other type of EMF that's, that's very old because let's face it, we had electricity starting mm -hmm. in the 1950s in, in most cities and even countryside in the U.S. And, um, but it, it can also be something that you, want, uh, you might want to consider. And it's free, let's face it. You just turn off uh -huh. the circuit breaker to your bedroom. You remove the devices. Uh, if it, the worst case scenario, you'll save maybe a couple of cents on electricity bill, and that's uh -huh. it. Uh, there's no harm done, really. But a lot of people tell me, wow, I feel way better even with the circuit breaker off. So it's wow. not saying huh. that electricity uh, will kill you or is dangerous. I don't like these terms. Or it, yeah. Some people will say it's toxic and th these big words. No, it's just that yeah. it's, it is disruptive 
to mm -hmm. normal sleep. And normal sleep is the kind of sleep you experience when you're in the middle of the forest and sleep like a baby. This is how <laughs> you should sleep all the time and right. how you should recover also as if you're suffering, trying to recover from anything, even if it's a, a chronic illness or just a yeah. workout, uh, your latest workout or even your job or your role as a, as a father, as a mom, uh, mm -hmm. it is primordial that you sleep as um, as efficiently as you can so it's just another step that you can do uh, that I talk about in my book and that is just free to use and free to try wow okay okay oh my goodness all these great things now I started thinking about other things like uh, television sets and microwave ovens we've heard for years you know don't stand close to the microwave when it's on um, is it what is there truth to that? Yes. Well, microwave ovens are um, the the radiation doesn't stay inside. So most most of it does. Mm -hmm. Thank God, mm -hmm. because it would be uh, it it would technically hurt us. But it's it's a fraction of the radiation that goes out. But it's the equivalent of let's say one cell phone to up to multiple cell phones. Let's, let's say if you keep your head right next okay. to it. But I wouldn't worry about your microwave. Uh, I wouldn't stand in front of it. Uh, this is actually good advice. But at mm -hmm. the same time, if I say that and then people start talking on their cell phone right after the, the, the avoid the microwave, it doesn't make sense because the cell phone is a way more potent source of EMF radiation. And in the case okay. of, a, of a TV, um, well, some TVs will actually now connect via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi and it can be another source of EMFs, another cell phone that you add okay. to your environment. So if it's a smart TV, I would not use these fancy features or I would try to get an Ethernet cable if it's, if it's uh, even an option now uh, behind your TV. I don't even know if that's possible, but hopefully uh, yeah. it still is. Or you can, I don't know, ask Samsung to, to, to add that to their <laughs> option for their future TV. But it's, kinda, it's thought as retrograde, right? People don't want to go yeah. back to wired because it's cumbersome and it's... It, mm -hmm. I don't know why Wi-Fi is the, the new technology, but my advice, I guess, is uh, try to reduce the, the the sheer volume of different devices that you have at home. Because consider that every volume, let's say you have a a, a Wi-Fi blue uh, like a Bluetooth uh, speaker set, and then you have your cell phone, and then your 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 three teenager uh, children uh, with three other cell phones, and then you have a Wi-Fi router, and then you have Every time you take a decision to add something wireless, you increase the level of pollution. It's the same thing as if you, you okay. decide to paint every room with uh, normal paint that contains a lot of, uh, of contaminants mm -hmm. that, that will leak in, in the air. Or if you right. buy cheap furniture or a cheap carpeting that, that might off-gas uh -huh. in the air and make the air quality in your, in your house uh, worse, the same uh -huh. thing can be said with the sheer volume of smart devices that people put in their homes because they don't think about it. No one has right. told them that it will increase this electrosmog. But like, do you really need a smart thermostat that will tell you that your home is at 69 <laughs> degrees while you're in vacation? Well, maybe it is convenient, but it mm -hmm. is adding something to your environment. So it, it can, uh, it will make your health a little bit um a little bit less uh, efficient on all levels and even your sleep and whatnot. So turning off these devices and going back to something a little bit less convenient but yeah. cleaner or greener on the EMF uh -huh. side, it, it, right. it, it makes sense.
Yeah, it certainly does. So so maybe it is a good idea, no matter where the Wi-Fi is in your house, to turn it off at night. Yes, well, I recommend that, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and you can either turn it off manually, don't worry about it, it will not explode. Uh, some people have told me, well, Nick, can I really turn off the Wi-Fi router? I think I'll lose the Internet. <laughs> like, no. I realize that people have been running this thing 24-7 for 10 years now, and they don't even know if you can power it off. Well, when you power it back on, it's going to come back on uh, just fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it does. And, and, <laughs> One thing that I like t saying people, because we tend to forget these things, maybe you listen to the interview and uh, you're motivated, but then after a week you forget, you can uh, buy something on Amazon for, I think it's nine bucks, seriously, it's, it's dirt cheap, okay. it's called a Christmas light timer, and we're almost Christmas time yeah. as we're recording this, so you can have this little device that is an outlet timer, so you can uh, yeah. take your Wi-Fi uh, router power cord, put it in the Christmas light timer, and then set it and forget it, so you set it, let's say, for um. it to turn off between 11 p.m. and 6 a.m. and then bonus points because you know that your children are not uh, connecting to the Wi-Fi during the night to play games or chat or no ah. internet at all. So it's a double win. <laughs> they can't. Oh, that's a good idea. So, oh, I had another question. Sure. Now we have all these little technologies that I have seen. Um, where you put a, like a little sticker on your phone that's supposed to reduce EMF or or on your computer. Are, are those for real? Uh, the 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 easy the easier answer is I would not. Um, I would not say that these things make your cell phone or your computer safe again. I do not okay. believe in that. Some of the marketing around these devices uh, tell yeah. you, well, it, it removes all radiation, 100% blocking and whatnot. Um, it's it's really, I, I haven't seen conclusive uh, science behind them that makes me confident to recommend it to people. So what I recommend okay. is uh, something called the Defender Shield. Uh, it's a company that will have special blocking cases, for example, EMF blocking cases. You can oh. put your phone in there and maybe carry it around in your pocket and it will remove radiation maybe 80% plus. Uh, oh. And it can also, it's engineered so it can still receive calls because it's engineered okay. in a particular way. It is an investment. I think it runs anywhere from 40 to maybe 80 bucks for certain phone models, but uh -huh. I know this one works. When it comes to chips okay. and pendants and uh, other things that uh, they each claim to harmonize the EMF, the harmful EMFs, and make them safe again, I, uh -huh. I did not find one product that, that makes me say, okay, this is perfectly safe, we're all, uh, we're all safe from this radiation right now. I, I cannot okay. say that, mm -hmm. uh, and my advice would be first, remove the sources, turn off the Wi-Fi at night, do not put a phone next to your body, create distance, Every time, everything that we talked about during this interview, and then mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. want to purchase one of these devices, I don't have a brand to recommend yet, I'm still looking into it, but you okay. can purchase it, and if you find a difference, because some people that are very electrosensitive do yeah. report feeling a difference, so I want to mention that, like for some people it seems like it's working and they get better, okay. uh, if you find one of these devices, by all means, keep it and use it. But if you feel worse or if you don't feel a difference, you can ask for your money back. So just just beware that there is no regulation. And, and, and sometimes the, the studies and the research around these devices are somewhat shaky. Okay. Okay. That's good to know. Good to know. I've seen a number of these people say 
make all kinds of claims, and I just wasn't sure. So thank you for that. I appreciate that. No so wow, there's a lot of information you've given us today. Um, okay, so you've got this book that just came out, the Non Tinfoil Guide to EMS. Yes. <laughs> and, so um, and can you tell listeners a little bit about that book and sure. what, what they get in it? So this book, I, I looked at all the books that are available about EMS, and I also looked at thousands of studies and did so much of the work that, honestly, no one wants to do because it was a painful <laughs> process. And the only reason mm-hmm. I was able to sum it up in a way that is easy to understand is that I'm passionate about the topic. You probably can tell by now. Yeah. And I wanted... A, <laughs> At, at first, I wanted to write a book, you know, just like most people write bestsellers, just text and text and text. And uh, my my wife, uh, Jen, uh, she's also my business partner, and she's really the, the part of the business that told me, Nick, no one will read your book because it will be boring. And she's really honest with it. So I'm like, okay, okay, well, what do you propose? And we sat together for hours and, and weeks together mm-hmm. to make it as simple as possible. And if it was too complicated, Jen told me, no, no, it, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand what you're trying to say. So the science is there, but it's very, very simple. So if you're looking, okay. if you heard this interview and you're interested in hearing uh, everything about, there's, there are so many aspects we could, we could have gotten into, like smart meters and tablets and all the different sources and what you can do about it. There's, it's, it's half of uh, what's the problem and half of what's the solution. Well, it's all in the book and it's very, very simple. There's a lot of graphics to help you understand what what is happening with this topic and what you can do to protect yourself, to protect your family, and to reduce your exposure as much as possible. It, it's not uh, a political expose or something super political. I try to remove all politics from it and then I try to make it as simple and applicable to your life as possible. Right. So it's really about health. (laughs) Let's, let's, you know, do things to help reduce the brain fog, to help you sleep better, to cut the fatigue, all of the things that we're seeing associated with EMF. So definitely, definitely. And I want to mention something. Uh, The top doctors that are treating Mm -hmm. uh, chronic disease, uh, like Dr. Uh, Dietrich uh, Klinghart from the Sophia Institute in the States, uh, he's actually now uh, refusing to see patients if they don't remove EMFs from the bedroom. So why is he doing that? It's not because he's, uh, I don't know, he's trying to be mean or something. It just means that he thinks that EMFs are so disruptive that if people mm-hmm. are still living in a bedroom with all sorts of electronics, it kind of blurs the line and it, it, it will confuse his work. It will not be able to help these people. I'm talking about sometimes stage four cancer, uh, autoimmunity, uh, very, very serious uh, health problem, chronic disease. Uh, it, it is such a factor, and he considers um, EMFs to be maybe the number one factor, along with other toxins like heavy metals, in uh-huh. in disease. So I'm just saying that it it is something you have to look at if you're recovering from chronic disease. It's very important, and it doesn't mean you have to be paranoid about it. I think you just right. have to take one step at a time and remove the devices a little bit and start to feel better, and it will improve yeah. your recovery big time. That's great. That's great. I'm going to go back to turning my Wi-Fi off. I moved to a different place, and it's in a whole other side of 
the uh, apartment, but I think it's just a smart move, you know, just to reduce yes, it. And, for sure. You know, who knows what's going on upstairs above me in the apartment <laughs> in terms of where their Wi-Fi is. And, you know, because I've thought about that, too, when you're in a building with a lot of other people, you're being exposed to multiple units. Yeah, and you got to focus on your own sources as much as possible. Yeah. It's not like you can say to the neighbor, stop Wi-Fi yeah. me. It's not, we're not there yet. It's, it's, You're Wi-Fi me. You, you, will, you will sound kind of crazy, right? So you, you can, though, uh, ask the, the neighbor, if you realize the Wi-Fi router, it turns out right the other side of your bed, you could ask him to move it around and explain, I don't know, maybe talk about my book or... T- or yeah, talk about your book. I, Listen it, to this podcast. Yeah, well, spread the word. It's only by spreading the word it, it, I mean it's yeah. just like cigarette smoke right at the beginning yeah. of the the cigarette the smoking problem uh, pregnant women were smoking and everyone yeah. thought it was totally fine um, now mm-hmm. when we see that we we tend to be judgmental about it like hey you know yeah. it's not good it's not good for you it's not good for and even secondhand smoke is now recognized as a huge problem and it's banned from most public places and bars and restaurants and whatnot and that's yeah. fine and I think there's going to be a future where maybe we'll, we'll go in a restaurant and you have to keep yourself on the uh, uh, at the, the the coat check and, and, yeah. and that's a good thing for social interactions right everyone's going to yeah, be focused absolutely. and happy uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's just a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, wow. It's just been so great having you on the show today. You're, uh, you're knowledgeable and you're really, you really are a pioneer in this field in terms of, you know, being out there, letting people know about this. Because you and I know it'll take Western medicine maybe 20 to 25 years to catch up to what you're imparting today. Mm-hmm. Um, and thank you for the work that you're doing in the world. I appreciate it so much. You're very welcome. Yeah. So, um, again, your book is at emfbook.com. It's the non-tinfoil guide to EMFs. You get a lot more information than what you received on the show, um, which please, guys, share the show, whoever's listening. Um, I'm, I'm super excited to put this information out into the world and appreciate your time today so much. Thanks so much, Dr. Mag. I, I really enjoyed it. And I'm grateful for the opportunity to, to, to spread the word and, and continue to also have the right message, which is not to, to be judgmental or to mm-hmm. be too, uh, I don't know, too aggressive about the messaging and say, oh, my God, this is, well, we gotta <laughs> we got to stay sane about it. But yeah. at the same mm-hmm. time, it is serious. And we, we, if you see someone still carrying a cell phone in their pocket, I think if you have listened to the interview, it's your responsibility to maybe talk about the issue. You know it could affect your fertility. It's just something they will thank you later in reality. That's, that's the thing. We, we all have the responsibility yeah. to talk about a topic that's not fun to talk about. Uh, but it's, yeah. it's all of us. We're all part of the problem because guess what? I own a cell phone, so I'm part of the users too. So it's just about changing your habits and spreading the word best as you can. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Thank you again so much. And listeners, thank you so much for listening to the show. Again, please share it with as many people as you think might benefit from it. Um, And uh, take a little moment to leave a review on iTunes for our show, Get Well Soon. Information is going to help you guys. So um, thanks again for listening. For more information, go to meghayworth.com to sign up for our email list. 
get your free copy of five anti-inflammatory on-the-go lunch recipes and access to our private Facebook community. Thank you so much for listening.